You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are having a fantastic hump day. It is the middle of the week. Uh, it is the middle of training camp. Uh, things obviously do not feel all too normal, but Tuesday did kind of feel normal for me. Um, you know, we, we got some action. We got some quotes. We got some, uh, you know, some meat, right? I mean, uh, shout out to Joseph Randall, the meat on the bone. Uh, Amari Cooper spoke to the media, and so uh, there was some stuff to work with there, which was really interesting. Amari Cooper, always a fascinating individual to talk about. And uh, two big takeaways from what Amari Cooper had to say on Tuesday. By the way, Tuesday we did have a brand new episode of the 750 with myself and two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas. Later today we will have a brand new episode of Talking the Star with Connor Livesey, Dalton Miller, and Cole Patterson. Make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed on your preferred podcast provider. You get access to all of our shows, two episodes every single day. Like I said, Talking the Star today, tomorrow after the Ocho you get broadcasting the boys with Ari Temkin and Roy White and on Friday, of course, to end your week you get Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray, not to mention on Saturday, you get Cowboys Oi with Mauricio Rodriguez, an all-Spanish Dallas Cowboys show. Again, we are available on all major podcast platforms. But so the first thing that Amari Cooper said that I found rather interesting, there were actually three things. And I wrote about this, by the way, if you want to go check it out for yourself, uh, blogontheboys.com. Um, the first uh, that we'll talk about uh, really is not that big of a deal, but it's just cool. Uh, Amari Cooper, obviously this offseason, technically hit free agency. I know that feels like forever ago. Uh, but Amari Cooper technically was on the open market in case you forgot that the Dallas Cowboys actually let that happen. Um, and we all know was talking to Washington, right? was talking to the Washington football team uh, before that was their name and um, decided to uh, take the, the Cowboys offer, which was uh, for less money. Uh, and that is really cool, right? I mean, that, and you can get into all sorts of things Well, there's no you know, state taxes in the state of Texas, whatever. Uh, but Amari Cooper was asked why he chose to sign back with the Cowboys as opposed to taking uh, a bigger bag in Washington. And he just said that he loves being a Dallas Cowboy. And that is really the coolest thing. Honestly, I mean, when we when we all watch football, we all root for football, we all have our favorite teams, our favorite players, whatever, it doesn't even have to be football. You you want to believe that, right? Like you want to believe that the player you're rooting for cares for and loves the team you love 
just as much, if not more, than you do. And Amari Cooper is that dude. He really is the most fascinating person that's played for the Dallas Cowboys in recent memory. So I wanted to give some kudos to Amari for that. So uh, kudos to uh, to number 19. I Also, Amari Cooper has made me love the number 19, which I did not think was possible. Um, so shout out to him. That is a very difficult thing to achieve. Uh, the next thing, this is kind of a bigger thing. And I mean, it's literally a big thing, a 100-yard size thing, to be specific. Amari Cooper, there had, by the way, been some speculation about this on uh, on the old internet, the old Twitter.com. Uh, but Amari Cooper effectively confirmed what many people around uh, the World Wide Web uh, had been hypothesizing. Amari Cooper said that he and some other offensive players for the Cowboys have been working out somewhat consistently um, you know, to, to get things right. I mean, you're an offense, right? You, you want to be good. You want to win, you know. You know, that's why you lift all them weights, whatever. Uh, and where were they working out? Because we all know facilities and gyms and everything has been closed for so long. Well, they were apparently working out at Dak Prescott's house. And no, no, no. It's not like they got in the living room and said, okay, let, let you know, you know, Zeke, you and I, let's move the coffee table. Uh, you know, uh, Michael Gallup, you and I, uh, let's, let's move the sectional sofa over here, whatever. No, 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 my friend. Dak Prescott built a field. And, um, you know, Bobby Belt, friend of the show, and I, we have this thing where uh, we're all going to, you know, we're going to watch some movies, kind of like a movie of the month thing. I will be honest with just you. I have never seen Field of Dreams. But I know the whole, like, if you build it, they will come. Dak Prescott built it, and they came. That's right. The Dallas Cowboys worked out uh, at Dak Prescott's private field. If you follow Dak on social media, on his birthday, he posted an Instagram story uh, where he was calling for donations for his birthday, turning 27 years old and whatnot. And he seemed to be standing in front of what looks like his field. Um, You can kind of see his logo at midfield, which is really cool. Um, If I was an NFL quarterback, I would definitely want my own private football field with my own private logo at the 50 yard line. So that's pretty cool. And you know, that kind of goes to the Amari thing, right? Like we all want to believe that, you know, they spend their every waking moment trying to, to win a Super Bowl, right? Like that's, that's the idea, right? That's what makes fandom fun. And the fact that Dak Prescott built a field for the Cowboys to work out on is really, truly just the sickest thing. I mean, that is really, really, really cool. And, you know, I have no idea how anybody can come to the conclusion that Dak Prescott is selfish or greedy or self-centered or whatever the case may be. Dudes that are selfish and greedy and self-centered do not do that. Um, so shout out to Dak Prescott. We know, we heard that he was working out with John Kitna this offseason. So it seems like he's put in work with all the relevant and necessary parties. Uh, so good for Dak. Good for number four. Um, speaking of numbers, I love numbers. Um, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you likely know that at RJ Ocho on both. If uh, yeah, you want to smash that follow button, as they say. Um, but on the subject of numbers, something else Amari said, this kind of caught all the headlines. Uh, he was asked, obviously, about the Cowboys drafting CD Lamb. There's a lot of people that are really excited about this. And, uh, you know, just kind of said that, yeah, I mean, I guess the expectation is for all of us to have a thousand yards talking about him, Michael Gallup and CD Lamb. And that is something we've talked about, a lot of us uh, at BTB, uh, both on the side and here on the podcast network. A lot of people have kind of thrown it out as a possibility, and I want to say this first. It's circumstantial whether this can happen, right? Um, the right things have to happen. It's not just a matter of do you have the talent. Um, you have to be 
you know, in situations where you have to throw, right? Like that, you, that, that is a reality. You have to be in situations consistently where you need to throw. Like if you're, you know, if you're too good, you know, maybe you're winning every game, you know, 30 to 10 or whatever. And so you don't need to throw. You're icing games, you're running the ball, you're milking the clock, et cetera. And so you, you don't have a need to throw. And I think so the, the, the stars have to align, excuse the pun. Um, and so it's, it would be cool. I mean, they, you know, I don't want to, I don't care about the Cowboys receivers each having a thousand yards. I want to win the Super Bowl. I know, I know, but this would still be cool if this happened. Now, how often has this happened? That is the question. All right. In 1980, the San Diego Superchargers were the first team to do this. Kellen Winslow, the original. Um, so, I mean, you're talking about this wasn't even three wide receivers, the first group to do it. Uh, Charlie Joyner, also part of that. Um, John Jefferson, the other. Uh, again, the 1980 San Diego Superchargers. Almost a decade later, in 1989, the Washington football team, Art Monk, Ricky Sanders, Gary Clark. Those, uh, That was some great... Some great time for the Washington football franchise. Um, obviously, um, really their last kind of point of success. Um, you know, they'd have success two years later, and that was really it. But um, you know, they were the second team to pull this off. The 1995 Atlanta Falcons: Eric Metcalf, Terrence Mathis, and Burt Emanuel all went over uh, quadruple digits. Uh, so shout out to them. This one I think is not shocking to anybody. In 2004, the Indianapolis Colts. That was. You know, I'm I'm really happy that Peyton Manning's Colts got to win a Super Bowl. You know, the the football world would not be right if that had never happened. Um, but I mean that 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 peak was really 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 special. And in 2004, they pulled it off. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and Brandon Stokely, such a fun trio of receivers. The old RCA dome with Edgerman James and Bob Sanders and Robert Mathis. I mean, those. Those were some fun teams, obviously coached by Tony Dungy. But the last team to do it, the fifth team uh, to ever do this, have three players go over a thousand receiving yards on the season, uh, was four years later. We've seen, you know, we talk so much about how the NFL has become a passing league, etc. This has only happened twice in the 21st century. Uh, the first time in 2004, those Colts. The second, uh, one of my favorite teams in NFL history. Uh, really, is a shame they lost the Super Bowl. The 2008 Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think people were really aware that they were not chasing that but that they were going to accomplish that that season Kurt Warner's renaissance etc uh Larry Fitzgerald and Quan Bolden who would win a Super Bowl himself four years later uh and Steve Breston that was a very 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 fun team to watch that 08 Larry Fitzgerald playoff run is still one of the more legendary runs in NFL history but uh while a thousand yards for three different receivers or three different pass catchers I should say is difficult 900 receiving yards at least uh is more attainable in fact the last time that three different players on the same team had at least 900 receiving yards was when when do you think was the last time that this happened again I want to rephrase the question partly so you understand it mostly to buy you time to think of it to guess for yourself the last time that three players on a single team, all had at least 900 receiving yards. Your guess, three, two, one, wrong. The answer is the 2019 Los Angeles Chargers. That's right, it happened just last season. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler. It's getting to be fantasy season, lots of fantasy podcasts returning, lots of fantasy articles, fantasy analysis. Austin Eckler is surely going to be a very popular name for people uh, in their drafts. But before then, in 2014, the eventual world champion New England Patriots pulled this feed off. Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, not that shocking. Can you name the third member of the 2014 Patriots to have at least 900 receiving yards? Bet you can't. 
Brandon LaFell. Before that, the 2012 New Orleans Saints, the Cowboys played an amazing game, kind of a gigantic shootout sort of game against the Saints in 2012, went to overtime. I thought that day that Morris Claiborne was going to have his coming to the NFL moment. That was not to be Jimmy Graham, Marcus Colston, Lance Moore. Also in 2012, another team in the NFC South, this team would lose the NFC Championship game. Tony Gonzalez, Roddy White, and of course, Julio Jones in his sophomore season. And this is, uh, well, we'll go one more back after this. All, well, I'll, I'll say this. I'll save the one I want for last. 2011, there were three in 2012. 2011, Wes Welker, Rob Gronkowski, and Aaron Hernandez. Rob Gronkowski on this list twice. Um, but um, in 2012, there were three teams that had at least three players with 900 receiving yards. We talked about the Saints, talked about the Falcons, the 2012 Dallas Cowboys. All, or excuse me, not all, but had three players with at least 900 receiving yards. Can you name them? All right, 2012. I know you know Dez is one of them. That was Dez's, you know, blow up. That, that was when, when Dez throw up the X was born. That, so that, that run, that 2012 to 2014 run, we've all talked about it a million times. Des Bryant, one of the three. The other two? Can you guess? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. One of them is wearing a Las Vegas Raiders uniform this week. That's right, baby. Jason Witten. Wow. I forgot. Yep. Jason Witten was pretty awesome in 2012. The third. He was on the Ocho um, six months ago. Right? Yeah, six months ago. Nope, not Morris Claiborne. He was on the Ocho, though. No, it was somebody who I talked to the same night I talked to Morris Claiborne, Miles Austin. 2012, the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Witten had 1,039 receiving yards. Miles Austin had 943. Des Bryant had 1,382. If Miles Austin had had 57 more receiving yards on the season, the 2012 Dallas Cowboys would have had three pass catchers with 1,000 yards receiving. So that would have been cool. Um, Obviously, the 2012 Dallas Cowboys lost the season finale uh, in Washington to the aforementioned Washington football team. That sucked a lot. Um, On the subject of fantasy, though, that was the first year I ever won a fantasy title. So at least I have that going for me, right? Uh, But um, I I don't know how feasible it is, honestly, um, for the 2020 Dallas Cowboys to do this. Because, again, it's so circumstantial. You think about those 2012 Cowboys, you know, to put it in Cowboys terms, they were trailing often. And they needed to pass. They needed to throw. And Tony Romo was just throwing, throwing, throwing. Um, And so I, I, I don't know. I mean, the Cowboys defense isn't going to be the best. But it's not going to be terrible in 2020. So. I, I don't know. I don't know the opportunity will be there, but I do know, and you definitely know, they have the talent do, to do that. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CDLM, certainly capable of that, uh, but obviously there are bigger priorities. I will say it's far more likely that that happens than, uh, as many people have suggested, the Cowboys have 2,000-yard rushers in Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. I, I would take the likelihood of the three receivers uh, 100 out of 100 times, so... That's that. Um, And that's that for today's episode of The Ocho. I hope you had a good time. I know I did. I'm glad we all kept our hands inside the vehicle. No flash photography. Just kidding. You can have flash photography whenever you want. Later today, there will be a brand new episode of Talking the Stars. So make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed for the best Dallas Cowboys coverage in all of podcast land. And uh, do me a favor. Have the absolute best Wednesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always... Go Cowboys, and peace out.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 